0: If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 4 today. Acts chapter 4, we are going to jump into a new series that we are calling A New Season. If you were with us two weeks ago when we wrapped up our reset series, we talked about how all of us need a reset in our lives that only the Holy Spirit can bring. And we ended with kind of the, the last point that we had two weeks ago was this thought that new seasons emerge from fresh encounters with the Holy Spirit that new seasons in our lives. Have, have you ever been in a spot where you looked at where you were and you said, God, I could use a new season? Anybody else? Don't we call that February? Anybody? <laughs> right? <clears throat> Sometimes we say, I could use a new season. What do you mean by that? Well, when something changes, or there's something new, or there's something different, and oftentimes it doesn't have to be what is around us. Sometimes it's just what's going on inside of us. You say, God, I need something new. And what we're going to see over the course of these next few weeks is oftentimes those new seasons, they emerge from fresh encounters with the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I hope I feel this way every time I stand here, but I can tell you this series, there's something special about it. And for a season of time, I felt like the Lord has had in my heart that we need to take some time and talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Here, here's, here's the challenge and maybe the urgency I feel. I think that for many of us, for too many of us, We live our Christian lives in a way where we have no real relationship with the Holy Spirit. We know about him, but we don't really know him. We have this knowledge, but we have no relationship. If you have a background like mine, my spiritual background focuses very much on the Holy Spirit to the point that a knowledge of and talking about the Holy Spirit becomes a part of our identity as followers of of Jesus Christ. The challenge is, though, sometimes the Holy Spirit can be my identity and I can have no intimacy with him. And identity has very little value if you don't have that intimacy in that relationship. Does that make sense? So here's my concern. My concern is that for many of us, we're living out our Christian faith in a way where we are missing out on some of the things that God might want to do and work out in our lives. We have a version of the Christian faith that is less than it can be. Let me, let me give you maybe an example to kind of think this through. I have a lot of tools at my house. Many of them are tools that I inherited from my dad. So they, they're, they're, at this point, you know, getting, getting older as tools go, and I can do a lot. You give me a screwdriver, give me a hacksaw. I can fix an awful lot with a screwdriver and a hacksaw. Can I get an amen? But sometimes, this has happened several times where I've been working on a project, I get a little stuck, and I call my neighbor, and he says, hang on a minute, I think I can help you, and he comes over, and what he brings is not a screwdriver and a hacksaw, he brings this power tool, one that was purchased in this century, right, that's where these come from? And when he brings that power tool, all of a sudden he brings something into my home that gives me the ability to do something easier, better, quicker, with more skill, with greater ability, with power I did not have on my own when he brings that tool into my life. And oftentimes I try to live my Christian life on my own while the Holy Spirit is stepping back and going, I got a power tool for that. Like I can help you with this. And my fear is that we have not come to a place in our lives where we let the Holy Spirit work in our lives. When we wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, Acts chapter two, we talked about the day of Pentecost. You'll hear that term Pentecost, Pentecostal different times in Christian circles. What does it mean? Well, it means that we believe that what happened on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost is a Jewish feast day, and on the first feast day of Pentecost, after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension back into heaven, on that first Pentecost after Jesus goes back to God in heaven, that the Holy Spirit came down on the disciples, the the church was, you you might say the church was born in that moment and everything changed because of the power of Pentecost, because of what happens in Acts chapter two. Chad, why is that significant? Because Pentecost introduced the gift of spirit empowerment for spirit-filled living. That you and I in our daily lives can know the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Here's my contention, that the Holy Spirit provides us with the power to do all that God has called us to do. That the Holy Spirit empowers us to do all that God has called us to do. Now oftentimes when we use words like called or calling, we think that those only have to do with ministry, they only have to do with the church, They might have to do with people who you think are more spiritual than you are, pastors, missionaries, all this kind of stuff. Can I tell you where you're at right now and what you're doing, that's your calling, right? You have that role. You might be in a season. You might have this opportunity, and in your calling, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us to do all that God has called us to do. I think my concern comes from this, that many of us, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he seems to kind of be this it that just kind of floats out there because I got a reference point for God the father because I know what a father is I got a reference point for Jesus the son because I know what a son is but we we talk about the the trinity God the father God the son and God the holy spirit what's a spirit how does that work and if you grew up in a church like I did we didn't call him the holy spirit we called him the holy ghost right that's even creepier you say ghost well that's just kind of this it that floats out here When you look at God's word, the Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. The Holy Spirit is God. He is a person. And he wants a relationship with you. Jesus says that he would send the Holy Spirit to be the one who literally comes alongside of you to be your helper, your teacher, your comforter, your advocate, your counselor, the one who goes with you, the spirit of truth, the spirit of power, the spirit that will help you. And my fear is that for many of us, we, we don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And what we need is in our spiritual lives a new hunger, a new desire, a new openness for a new season where God can be at work in our lives through his Holy Spirit in a way like maybe he never has before. So what we're gonna do for these next few weeks is look at what I hope are some very practical ways that the Holy Spirit is at work in our everyday lives and that you can experience a new season, new seasons emerge from fresh encounters with the Holy Spirit, so will you be open to a fresh encounter with God through his Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in your life? So what we're gonna do as we go through these weeks, and we'll introduce this kind of in a bigger way in a few weeks when it makes more sense, is, is we're gonna introduce a prayer that we can pray that we will build on this prayer each week to say, God, will you put a new season in my life? And if we're going to introduce that prayer today, here's what it's going to look like. We're going to pray, Heavenly Father, in this new season, may your Holy Spirit bring to me courage for my calling. May your Holy Spirit bring to me courage for my calling. And remember, when we say calling, I don't mean that you have to pack everything up and move to another part of the world. I mean right where you are right now your role in life, the season you're in, the challenges you face, the things that God's called you to, expected or unexpected. God, would you give to me by your Holy Spirit courage for my calling? Why do we think that's important? Acts chapter two, day of Pentecost. If you're not familiar with those scriptures, I'd encourage you this week, read the first four chapters in the book of Acts. Day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit's poured out, Peter preaches a sermon. One of the things he says in this sermon to all these people is he says, look, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not just for me. The Holy Spirit is for you. In fact, the Holy Spirit's power is for everyone. And Peter got a big amen. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. Can you give Peter a big amen? Amen. (laughs) He got a bigger one, but that's all right. Yeah, that's good, that's good. So 3,000 people get saved that day. They they find Jesus, They, they, they find that presence of God at work in their lives. And then a few days later, Peter and John go to church like they always do. And as they did, they passed by this lame man that was at the the gate of the temple like he always was. For some reason on that day, they say to him that in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this guy who had never walked starts dancing and leaping and praising God. That'll cause a disturbance, won't it? The religious leaders didn't like it. So they take Peter and John and they throw him in jail. So they spend the night in the lockup. They come out the next day for a little trial, and when they have this little trial, when Peter starts to speak, to give a sermon, if you will, we read this, Acts chapter four, verse eight, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people. What's significant about that is when Peter begins to speak, he doesn't do it on his own. He uses a power tool, doesn't he? (laughs) Peter, who is filled with the Holy Spirit begins to speak. And when he's done, five verses later, here's what we read, Acts chapter four, verse 13. When they saw the, I think this is a key word here, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. When the Holy Spirit was at work in Peter's life, it filled him with a courage that not only allowed him to accomplish what God had called him to do, but caused others to see Jesus as a result of that. Wouldn't you like that in your life? Four of us. Praise God. <laughs> you're with me, right? Help me out here. It's cold. Okay. Good. Courage is a key word there. Here's why. Because if you're in a season of persecution like they were, or of challenge, or of fear, or of uncertainty, or of pressure of some kind, the reason they had what it takes to do what they had to do was because the Holy Spirit was at work in their lives. He gave them courage for their calling. So then, after they're, they're done, and you can read this whole story of the interaction that they have with the religious leaders who tell them don't preach anymore or else, Peter and John go back to their folks, they they go back to their their group, their, their people. And we read this in verse 23 of Acts 4. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them, which were threats, which was more fear of persecution. Literally, this would be the toughest time that the church had known up to this point. And what we're gonna look at next is how when the church came together, they experienced courage for their calling not just for the super spiritual ones, not just for the apostles. This was for the whole church. This is for everybody who opened up for it and said, God, will you give me courage to do what you've called me to do? What I hope you'll find today is the same thing that we see them find in Acts chapter four, courage for what God has called you to do. So here's what we're gonna do, and we're gonna kind of run kind of fast. Is that okay, are you with me? Anybody need a little more caffeine? We'll believe the Holy Spirit will bring it to you. Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna look at this text real quick and, and see some things that we can learn. And then I wanna talk about some things that are good for us to know about this, this whole idea. And then we're gonna look at some ways that this applies to our lives. And then just like in Acts chapter four, we're gonna pray that God will give us courage. So, so first what I wanna show you in this text are what I would call four conduits for courage. If you say, how does the Holy Spirit bring courage to our lives in seasons like this? There's four things that are key in just these few verses we're going to look at that I think apply to you and me today. Here's the the way we'll look at this. Acts chapter four, verse 24. This is the next verse. It says that when they, the, the followers of Jesus, heard this, that there was more persecution and pressure coming to them, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything In them, We're going to see some really interesting things in in this verse. Here's the first one that we see is that they raise their voices together. There's something significant about the fact that they were together. The first conduit for courage in our lives is this. Number one, in community, there is courage for my calling. Number one, in community, there is courage for my calling. It's important that they weren't just praying at home by themselves. There was something powerful that happened when they gathered together when they had people they connected with, when there were other people who would pray with them and help them, it's something that your parents warned you about called peer pressure. Anybody? Most of the dumb things I've done in my life I have not done alone. Can I get an amen? Right? But also, many of the, many of the best things I've done in my life I did because of who I was with. The wrong community is devastating. The right community is important and will change your life. We find courage when we're around other people. The, the inverse of this is true. If, you, if you've ever watched you know, some kind of documentary about, about wildlife, especially you know, migrations and herds and this kind of stuff, you, know, you watch Wild Kingdom or, or National Geographic or something like that, you'll, you'll see these stories, often that involve a cheetah or a lion or a wolf, where they practice this predatory behavior. It's this predatory pursuitedness that they call it, this pursuit predation. And they look and they chase after these things, but what they know is that oftentimes groups can move faster and for longer than animals do on their own. So the predator will look for the one who is weakest, will look for the one who is slowest. That's usually the one who is furthest away from the group. And the predator knows that that one that's furthest away is the easiest target for them to go after. You ever seen that? Like you watch watching a nature documentary or something? That's true in wildlife. I, I tell you, it's also true in internet scams. Like I've interacted with people who have been in the midst of an internet, internet scam. And one of the things they're told is, well, do, well don't talk to anybody else. And, and don't check this out. You, you just have to trust me and believe. Because if I can keep you separate from where you can find truth, then if you're over there, you're an easier target for me. Same thing's true in abuse situations. Peter tells us that the same thing's true with our enemy, the devil, because he prowls around like a roaring anybody <laughs> lion, seeking whom he may devour. And the easiest people are devour are the ones who are some reason separated from the group. And oftentimes, the reason that I, I face challenges or pressures because I'm trying to hold on to that all by myself, when what I need is a place where I can connect. And know that there are others who are with me in that season. Courage is found in knowing you are not alone. Like this is key. We, we heard that in what Lisa said in that video. And if you find yourself withdrawing from other people who can speak God's word and truth and courage and grace into your life, oftentimes that's a sign that maybe there is something inside of you that is affecting you in a way that's unhealthy. Does that make sense? So, so what do you do? Well, you've heard it the last few weeks. If you're not a part of a life group, we'd really encourage you to jump into one. If you're going through a tough season, ask somebody to pray with you. Not just somebody who you say, hey, will you pray for me? find somebody who you know will pray with you. And ask God if if you say, but I don't know anybody like that. Ask God to bring someone that way into your life. Believe he will. As you take steps to move forward. So the the first thing, in community, there is courage for my calling. Here's the second thing we see. Let's go back to Acts chapter four, verse 24. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. Here's the second conduit for courage. In prayer, there is courage for my calling. In prayer, number two, in prayer, there is courage for my calling. And you're like, well, Chad, I know that. I know that. I know that if I need something for God, I should ask him for it. The question I ask myself is then so many times, why don't I? (laughs) Why don't I just honestly talk about those things? Because there's a vulnerability in this passage and you'll see it as we read through it where they just say, God, we just need your help. We know that this situation is bigger than we are and we just need you to step in. And sometimes you and I need to allow ourselves to be in a place where we're willing to set our own strength and ability aside, and say, God, we need you in this. We need you to bring courage to us. in Our marriage, in our home, on my job, with my health, whatever it might be, God, I need your help in this. And oftentimes, it's admitting to God the things that you can't do on your own. I wonder how many times in my life God has not been able to work in my life because I won't let him, because I'm trying to do it by myself. Here's the reality. Knowing your limits gives God both glory and opportunity. (laughs) When you know your limits, when you come to him and say, God, this is where I need your help, it gives him glory because it acknowledges that he is is the one who can do it, and it opens up the opportunity for him to work in your life. Some of you in your relationship with God need to harness your inner first grader. Like, do do you remember first grade? where if there was a moment where you didn't understand something or if you didn't know something, you probably raised a hand and went, teacher, because all first grade uh, educators are named teacher. Is that not true? (laughs) Teacher, I need help. And maybe you're in a situation where with God, it's time for you to just raise your hand and say, Father, (laughs) I need help. Which takes us back to the text, Acts chapter 4, verse 24. Look at what we read there again. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. And for the next five verses, their prayer focuses around just how great God is, who he is and what he can do in their lives, because they recognize that he's the one who can help them. Third thing, if you're needing some courage in your life, number, number three, in God, there is courage for my calling. And again, you're like, well, I know this. But oftentimes we, we forget this, that our hope, what we can find in our lives, the things that we need are found when we look to God. It's in him that we acknowledge his greatness and his power and that he will be the one to help us. Let me give you an example of this. In in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, Moses, who has led the people of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness, he's one of the greatest leaders that, that the Bible says ever lived. He's handing the baton to Joshua to say, Joshua, I need you to do what I was unable to do. I'm asking you to lead these people. God wants you to lead these people into the promised land. This is a tough task, it's a difficult calling. Moses says this, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse seven. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and, help me out, (laughs) courageous. For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them. Difficult task. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. (laughs) Don't let your courage disappear. Instead, be strong and courageous because Joshua, you're not doing this alone. You aren't parenting your children alone. You aren't trying to navigate this season on your job alone. You aren't working through uncertainty or making decisions or navigating a health crisis by yourself. Moses says to Joshua, The Lord Himself goes before you. And what some of us need to be reminded is that the God who goes before you is greater than the challenge that is in front of you. Because we can focus on the challenge in front of us and go, I don't have what it takes. When do we usually need courage the most? When we say to ourselves, I don't have what it takes. I can't do this. I can't handle this. I don't know that I can make it anymore. And that's when we need that courage, that boldness, that strength, and be reminded that the God who goes before you is greater than the challenge that is in front of you. Here's the funny part. You're not like this. I'm like this, but I'll tell you what I'm like. I don't have any problem trusting God with my salvation. I know what Jesus did for me, and the reality is in many ways I'm not concerned about my eternity because my hope is that I'm going to spend it in heaven with Jesus. Anybody else? So I don't worry much about my eternity. I'm just stressing out about Tuesday. Anybody? And it's easy for me to trust God with my eternity. I'm just not sure he's got tomorrow under control. I'm just not so sure he knows what to do with my kids. I'm just not so sure he's got this whole weather thing right. Can I get an amen? Right? And the reality is, I need to just say, God, this thing that's in front of me looks big, but you go before me and you're greater than what's in front of me and trust him in the midst of that. So that's what these these disciples are walking through. And then at the end of their prayer, Acts chapter four, verse 29, here's what we read. They say, now, Lord, consider their threats and help us to run away in Jesus name. Is that what they say? (laughs) Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal. And perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What did they say? God, what we are up against is we've never seen anything like this before. And it's bigger than we think we can handle, but God, with you, you can do it. So we give us boldness? God, we give us courage. God, will you do what only you can do? And what we see that happens here is they step away from their fear and they don't start fighting the season that they're in. Instead, they step out in faith because number four, in faith there is courage from my calling. And we'll talk about this a little bit more here in a moment. But if you are in a if you are in a tough season, if you're facing a difficult challenge, if you don't like where you are right now, or you're not sure how you're gonna handle what's ahead, know this that your faith is so important in this season. And where you focus it and where you put it, because if you put it on the size of what's in front of you, instead of focusing on the God who goes before you, you'll have your faith focused in the wrong place. And when you focus your faith, that's where you find courage. When you focus your faith on God, when you focus your faith on what he can do, when you allow the Holy Spirit to bring that work in your life, when you focus your faith, you find courage and say, God, I believe you'll help me. My question is, if you're in a tough season, maybe you're looking for a new one, where have you put your faith right now? There's a guy named Matthew Emmons. In uh, 2004, he was in the Olympics, I'll I'll mess this up, in the 50-meter rifle three-position target event. How many of you have competed in that in your life, anybody? (laughs) Internationally, Olympics, he'd, he'd been a champion over and over again. He was in the event, he was the surefire gold medal winner, When it came down to the last shot that he would take, no one else could touch him. All he had to do was hit the target and he would win the gold medal. He lined up, he shot, he heard the familiar sound of the target being struck, but something didn't seem quite right. For whatever reason, when Matthew sat there and aimed, he aimed at the wrong target just had a mental lapse in that moment, dropped from first to eighth place just like that, missed out on winning a medal. Why? Because in that moment of pressure and tension, for whatever reason, he let his focus get off. Where are you looking right now in this season? Not minimizing where you're at, but where are you putting your attention? Here's how the story ends. Acts chapter four, verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. In community, when they prayed and trusted God in faith, the Holy Spirit came and gave them the bold courage they needed for what God had called them to do. Why do I call it a new season? Because after Acts chapter four, the story's never the same. Church is never the same. A new season opens up in the toughest time in their lives. And what I'm convinced some of you need is a new season and allowing the Holy Spirit to do that work in your life and your heart. Now before we talk about how that might work out, let me me give you a couple of thoughts that just came to me as I was thinking about this a little bit. I'll I'll just call these some principles, if, if you will, principles for seasons of change. Some principles for seasons of change. Here's the first one. It is easy to feel courageous when you are not the one facing the pressure. It's easy to feel courageous when you are not the one who's feeling the pressure. Isn't that true? Let me give you a little analogy of this and I think you'll, you'll have a hard time understanding this from my point of view, I think, but I'm gonna share it anyways. If you are watching this at a later date, let me timestamp this a little bit, today, as we preach this sermon, it is February 6th, 2022, am I right? Back me up, I don't have a newspaper to hold up for proof of, proof of life, but you're with me, right? Okay, so and this week, we had a historic snowfall, over 12 inches here in the region, is that right? And it was, you know, as you know if you watch the news, the end of the world, can I get an amen? Right, and so you had all this happening, and it was difficult for many of us, it was unwelcomed, it caused issues, it caused complications, it was especially hard, it was especially hard for Rhonda and I, because as that snow was falling, we, we were in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, as all that was happening. Go ahead, get your bitterness out real quick, Just just express it. We were attending this conference, and strategically, they had planned it for Thursday and Friday, rejoice for the steps of a righteous man or ordered of God. So while it was snowing here, we were so burdened and worried, driving with the windows down. <laughs> and it was tough for us. It was so hard for us, because we were concerned about family, about our house, about the church. We're checking in. Praise God for a great team. Family was good. We've got amazing neighbors who took care of our driveway so that when we got home late Friday night when it was all over, I didn't have to shovel once. I didn't even have to scrape the windows on my car because God had provided Jehovah Jireh. It was hard for us. And you're like, shut up, man. Because it can be tough for me to say how hard it was. It was easy for me to have courage to go, you guys got it, you can do it, you can get it. When I didn't get cold once through that whole thing. Because you don't want to hear that from me because you know what you went through this week, right? And so many times we are quick to dismiss the struggles that other people are going through. And we're quick to say to them, hey, you got this, come on, you'll make it, you're all right, quit your whining, quit your, you're going to get it. When we're over in our sunshine and they're freezing to death, And can I encourage you, if you know someone who needs courage, don't minimize another season because you don't feel the pressure of it. Instead, how can you come alongside and pray with them? How can you be one who comes with them? And if you're the one in that season, here's an interesting lesson to learn. Instead of just praying to be delivered from the pressure of this season, pray to be faithful to your calling in this season. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves in a a pressure situation, our immediate response is to pray, Lord, would you just get me out of it? God, would you deliver me? God, would you do something to stop this season? Is that a prayer that's okay to pray? Yes or no? Absolutely. Do we pray for healing? Do we pray for deliverance? Do we pray for God to do the miraculous? But for us to expect it not to snow in February is foolish because that's the season we live in. And sometimes when you're in a season You have to just go through the season. It's not that God's not faithful. It's that you've been called to be. And that in that difficult season, God may be working something beautiful out in your life. And sometimes what we pray is, God, get me out of this. When God says, I'm not here to get you out of it. I'm here to help you stay faithful through it. And can I tell you some of the most important things that God has ever done in my life have been works that he worked out, not in the good times, but in the tough ones. Because you know why? That's when the Holy Spirit brought courage. It's when the Holy Spirit showed me God's power at work in my life. That's when he does something beautiful inside of us. Which leads me to something that's good for us to think about, that different seasons have different pressure. There'll be different seasons in your life that will bring different pressure. Anybody find that to be true? Because there will be some seasons you roll through and you go, this is, this is great. Everything, honestly, everything's good. I'm, I'm great. Family's great. Work's great. Money's great. I mean, it's good. It's a good season. And then other seasons come and you're like, I don't know that I'll make it. Because of whatever it is that you're going through, these different seasons have different pressure. And what we learn from Acts chapter 4 is that when the pressure was turned up on the church like it never had been before, that they came together and prayed in a different way than they ever had before. Here's why. The more pressure you are under, the more presence you require. The more pressure you are experiencing, the more you need the presence of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. So don't run from that. Be open to that. Well, Chad, how do I get there? Well, let me encourage you with a couple things. Through this series, one of the things that we're going to do is each week, I want to take you back to kids' church. I used to be a children's pastor before. I, I don't know if it was a promotion or a demotion, but I got this job. And every week we would have a memory verse and we would say, Hey kids, next week we want you to learn this verse or here's your memory verse for this week, because there's something powerful about hiding God's word in your heart. Isn't that true? So why do we stop that at 11? <laughs> like here's, here's your memory verse and so kids, I'm going to ask you to learn this this next week and if you don't, I will tell your mommy and your daddy, okay? Here it is. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 is going to be our verse for the week. Because there's something powerful about when you commit scripture to memory. So maybe write this down. We'll pop this on social media later. Have I not commanded you? This is God speaking to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So here's what I believe, that at some point as you're moving through this week in your home or on your job or in your school or with, with a, with a relationship somewhere, you're gonna come face to face with something that you're gonna say, I don't know if I can do this. And that's when the Spirit's gonna speak to your heart and this word's gonna come up inside of you and you're gonna be reminded to be strong and courageous. Not to be afraid, not to be discouraged, because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And here's what I believe he can bring to us, is courage for your season. He can bring courage for your season. Just like the disciples in Acts chapter four. He can bring you courage. So whether you're sitting in this room, or you're joining us in Auditorium Two, maybe you're watching online, or you're getting this by way of television or a podcast. Can you pause for a moment And if you're open to hearing the the whisper of the Holy Spirit in your heart, what season are you in? Like right now in your life, are you in a season where you need courage? Where you're feeling pressure? Something that's bigger than you think you can handle. Something that seems to be out of your control or there's uncertainty. Or you don't know if you have the strength. I need courage when I feel like I'm not enough. And is there some place where that's run through your mind? Because if there is, God's called you to your role, to this season, to this place, and he'll give you the boldness and the strength and the courage for that calling. Maybe your calling is to share your faith in some way or somebody that's just on your workplace, or your neighbor, or your family, and you know that what they need in their life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. But for whatever reason, it's been hard for you to have that conversation. And this might be the week where the Holy Spirit gives you courage to let the life change you've experienced be something that changes their life as well. For some of you, it may be a moment where you're experiencing some stress. And I'll let you describe why. Can I tell you, oftentimes the stress I feel the most doesn't come from one big thing, it comes from a lot of little things. Anybody? It's all these things that keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Those are the things that wear me down to the point where I go, I just don't know that I can make it. And I dismiss the fact that what I really need is God's boldness, his empowerment, his courage to do what he's called me to do. Some of us, the reason we need his courage is because of the season of life that we're in. I was really impacted, and I, I think we've, we've talked about this and shared this before. I heard an interview with, with Gordon McDonald. He's a 80-year-old warrior and, and sage among pastors and church leaders. And he said one of the things that we forget is what he called the sins of old people. That as we get older, there's a tendency for fear to come into our lives in a different way. And we wonder, how will my life end? Who will be there for me and what decisions do I need to make? And he says, with fear often comes bitterness because there's this bitterness where I look back and say, I didn't think it would be this way or I thought someone would respond differently or I expected something. And after all I gave, this is all I get. And if you're in one of those seasons to allow the Holy Spirit to give you the empowerment and the courage you need, Some of you are in a season where you've experienced loss and there's a loneliness. And you say, I don't know that I can make it. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes alongside of us. Some of us, it might not be the sins of old people, but it might be the questions of young people. What do I do with my life? How do I make these decisions? Will I ever get the dream job? Will I ever find a mate? What's in my future? Maybe it's not based on your age. Maybe it's just based on the decisions you're making right now, and you find yourself at some kind of crossroad, and you're like, God, I don't know what to do here. And even if I did know what to do, I don't know that I'd have what it would take. Some of you, you're in a place of transition because you're making some of these choices and decisions about a job, about your family, about the things that are ahead. Some of you, it's a place of transition because you chose it. Some of you, it's a place of transition because someone chose it for you. And you're like, I don't like this change. I'm not sure I can do it. But if you're in that moment and and that's the place of your calling, don't minimize it, don't think it's too small, don't think it's too little, realize that's what the Holy Spirit came to do. This would be the power tool that would, would help you to move through those different seasons. Some of you are hearing this today and you say, I'm just weary, I'm just tired. Have you noticed how many times in scripture that when scripture talks about courage, it pairs it up with strength, that you can be both strong and courageous? Let the Holy Spirit bring his strength to you, or strength, that's kind of of the (laughs) Holy Spirit's strength. Bring that strength to us, Lord, can I get an amen? (laughs) Let's talk about your family for a minute. Because some of you, the places where you need courage is to say no, I'm gonna humble myself. I'm gonna do what it takes to make this marriage work. Some of you, the the season that you're in is that you are believing and praying to be parents. And you've experienced disappointment after disappointment after disappointment, and it's seasons where it's easy for someone to say, hey, just hang in there, and they don't know what it's like, and they don't know the courage that it's taken. Let the Holy Spirit be the one to strengthen you. And can I tell you that When I was thinking about, praying about, I felt like so many of you, the place where you need courage right now, maybe as much or more than any other season in your life is those of you that still have parents and grandparents who still have children living under your roof. Preschoolers, elementary, high school, middle school kids. And you as parents are walking those children through these foundational seasons of life and if you've ever needed courage, it's right now. Rhonda and I have three children. Our youngest graduated in 2019, and you're like, oh, you seem way too young for that, and you are right. Thank you for your honest expression of that. So it's just us at home now. Our kids have all moved on to other things, and Rhonda is just stuck with this at home, and you will pray for her, Amen right? But I look at the challenges that some of you face in raising your kids, that even you just back up those few years to when our kids were still at home. And it's tough. Like, you're facing some cultural issues, some cultural challenges, some things that we didn't have to walk through. Like, and if there was ever a season where you needed courage in your life, parents, I think it's right now in this season I'm gonna park here just for, for a couple of moments because um, I think this is important. So when you go to pick up your kids, you apologize to the, the folks because we went a little long. Is that all right? Here's, here's the deal. Every so often I hear somebody say to me, I just, I just don't know that this is the right time to bring a child into this world or I, I feel bad for the world that my children are coming into. Can I tell you this? I know the world is crazy, but the world has always been crazy, hasn't it? You ever read the book of Genesis? Read the book of Genesis sometimes. they unleashed a whole lot of crazy in that book. Like the world has always been crazy. And these children that God has called you to shepherd, he's called you to shepherd right now. You know why? Because he knew this was the right time for them to be his children in this world. And I'll, I'll, I'll convince you of this. And he knew the exact right parents to give those children to. It's you. And he'll give you courage for that calling. And he'll help you in that. And God will give you the courage to know what to say and how to say it. In fact, that's one of the promises that the Holy Spirit will do for us and in our lives. In a few weeks, as we move through this, we're gonna talk about what God's word says about some of the cultural issues that we are facing right now. But to face them requires courage. Some of you, the most courageous thing you will do for your children is say no to them and put up some boundaries for them. Because sometimes the easy thing is to just be a friend or let it happen or, 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 or try to keep things smiling and sometimes the courageous thing is to say, no, God's called me to be a shepherd in this and to do what's courageous. Some of you are dealing with some specific issues that require more courage than many of us can even begin to understand because you're dealing with health challenges or you're dealing with children who have special needs You're loving your family through difficult seasons. Some of you are single parents who are saying, God, I need your help in this season. And if any of these things that we've called out in these last 10 to 15 minutes, somehow you go, God, that's where I need your courage. Know this, there's a prayer that we pray. We say, Holy Spirit, bring to me courage for my calling. Because you've given me this role and you've called me to this moment as a parent or as a father or as a mother or as a child or as a son of God. You've called me to this place in my work or in my job or in this moment. Some of you, the most courageous thing that you can do today is simply to say, Jesus, I can't do it on my own anymore. I've got to give you my life. I need your forgiveness and my grace. But here's what I know, that the God who goes before you is greater than what's in front of you. And he will bring you Courage. Here's what we're going to do in just a moment is we're going to pray. And my fear is that many of you are going to say, well, that's good for the people who are really struggling, but I've got all these little things that are going on. Can I tell you it's in the midst of all those little things that God can do sometimes his greatest work. So don't ignore the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to come and bring you courage. Even if your life is a mess, I believe he can come and help you. 2013, Western Australia, there's a passenger train that was rolling into its station And as they went to stop, the train would not stop. Just kept going, it collided with another train, six passengers were injured. they had to do an investigation to figure out what happened to this train. Was it the brakes? Was it the conductor? What was the issue? I I wanna get this right, because I'm not an animal expert. What it was, was the black Portuguese millipede, this little worm, and there were hundreds of them, an infestation on the train tracks. And when the train went over this infestation of these little worms, it squished them and it got messy. About time for lunch, isn't it? So that when the train tried to stop, the tracks were too slick and all those little things had built up and that train skidded out of control and went off the tracks and caused something devastating. Before you let the little things build up in your life, can I tell you this, the Holy Spirit is here to bring you strength and to bring you courage and to bring you help. It's just a matter of saying, Holy Spirit, will you give me courage for my calling? Can you stand with me today? And here's what we're gonna do. If you're watching online or television, if you're in a podcast, I'm I'm just gonna encourage you, respond in some way to this, raise a hand or stand up or take the, the hand of the person that's with you or sing louder or something. We're gonna sing a song here in just a moment. We're gonna talk about how God is our way maker. He's the one that steps in and does what we can't do. But as we sing this song, here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. We're gonna do what they did in Acts 4, that when they needed courage, they came together and they lifted their voices and they prayed and the Holy Spirit came and filled them with the courage that they needed. And I think this is a good word for all of us, but it's really important for some of us. So if you say, God, I'm in a season where I need that courage, here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. I'm gonna invite you to step out of your seat come and find a place to stand down here we'll move towards the center we'll kind of fill up the sides to get people to come here and to pray and say god i need courage for what you've called me to do in my life chad why do i have to come to the front because i honestly believe this sometimes a spiritual encounter begins with a physical step that you have to take that step and say god I, i humble myself i put myself in a place holy spirit i need you to fill me with courage for my calling Then when you come, we're we're gonna pray together. Nothing weird, we're just gonna pray together here in just a moment. And I know it's not all of us, but I'm sure it's some of us that you need to take that step of courage to come down here and get your courage. If you're in Auditorium 2, we're gonna invite you to do the very same thing, just to step out of your seat and come to the front of that platform in Auditorium 2. Then in just a moment, we're gonna pray together. So I'm gonna pray. And then the team's gonna sing. And as soon as they start singing this song, if you say, God, I know that's me. I need courage for my calling. Just step out of your seat and come and we're gonna pray together. Father, thanks for your word. Lord, thanks for what you do in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you for who you are. And Jesus, we pray today that, that, that you would allow your Holy Spirit to be at work, to be the one who comes alongside of us, who gives us strength and gives us courage. Because in this season, in this moment, for what you've called us to, Holy Spirit, we need your courage, your boldness, your strength, your power in our lives. And we invite you to bring that today. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you, don't hesitate. Come, step out of your seat. Join us down here at the front. We're gonna sing this song together and believe for God, his Holy Spirit, to do that work in your life here today.
1: You are here You're moving in our midst I worship you And I worship you You are here Working in this place I worship you As
0: you come if we can scoot in, in just a little bit and Keep your space as his wives, but let's make room for our friends that are coming. Auditorium 2, you can do the same. Step to the front. Let's believe that he's going to do a work today. you yeah. same thing they did in Acts chapter 4. Together we are here and we're going to pray and believe God by faith that you're going to help us. And you're not going to do this alone here at the front. We have a room full of people who want to join their faith with yours. Amen. And we're gonna do that together. So let's do this, if you're you're with us and you know the power of the Holy Spirit in your life or you just know you're in a season where you need it, would you just lift your hands to the Lord all over? I'd love it if we all would do this. Just lift your hands to the Lord. And it says that they lifted their voices. So right where you are, will you begin to pray? Will you begin to lift your voice? If you're down here at the front, lift your voice. Speak out where it is that you need God's help. If you're in the seats, would you pray for our friends? Let's lift our voices. Pray about the situation that you're in. Moms and dads, maybe, you need to put an arm around your spouse or join hands together and say, God, would you give us courage in our home and our family right now? Father, we come to you and we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that your word tells us that you are the one who is at work. Holy Spirit, that you come and bring us courage for our calling. And so Lord, in this moment, would you do what only you can do? Lord, would you come alongside the one who is lonely? God, would you come alongside the one who is weary? Would you come alongside the one who needs wisdom? God, would you come along the one that that feels like they're in a situation where they don't know what the answer is? God, would you help them to know your presence? Help them to know your strength? God, would you fill them with courage? Would you give them insight? Would you give them direction? Would you remind them that the God who goes before them already knows he's already there, he's already with them, and he is greater than the thing that is in front of them? Holy Spirit, right now, would you begin to fill, my friends? Would you let them know your presence? Would you let them know your power in this room, online, auditorium too, that people would just know, God, that you are with us, that you're giving them courage, that you're giving them strength, that you are helping them, that when they walk out of this room, when they turn off this service, they're not going to be alone. They are not by themselves, but there is a Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who comes alongside of us and guides us. And Lord, that you are at work. You are already at work in this situation. God, we can't see you, we might not know it, we might not feel it, we might not have the answers today, but as we step into these new things and as we have that test or we have that conversation or we move into this place or we walk against this thing that seems bigger than we can handle, Father we know that you are there and Lord that you never stop working, that you are at work in our lives, God you are doing what only you can do and we put our trust in you in this moment. Thank
1: you, Lord. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never on, stop. You make that your today. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop.
0: Thank him today for what he does in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Here's what I think God wants us to remember before we walk away. For for some of you, this was a word of encouragement that you needed for where you were. For some of you, this is is a message, this is a day, you got a timestamp. And remember that there was something different that happened today because there was courage that got brought to you. Now, let, let me encourage you with one other thing, and this is actually where we're gonna go last week, but I feel like, or next week, where we're gonna go last week, that was prophetic, where we're gonna go next week, right? But God wants us to think about this now. Sometimes we think that when we come to this moment, when you turn this service off, or when you walk out of auditorium two, or when you walk out of auditorium one, that you left here the very thing that was challenging you, and the reality is that issue is probably still there, right? If you read past Acts chapter four, Acts chapter five, Acts chapter six, they didn't have less trouble. They, they, they it, it, it got more. But can I tell you what was different? They were different. When they faced that, it didn't shut them down or shut them up. Instead, the Holy Spirit moved through their lives and the increase in the blessing that came was more than they could have imagined. So realize that what God is doing in your life might not be that he's changing your circumstances. At that, he's making you stronger. He's building you for the thing that's ahead. He's giving you courage for your calling. And so, Father, thanks for your word. Thanks for the way that you speak to our hearts. And Lord, I pray that this week we would not forget, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. So when that unexpected thing pops up in front of us, or that challenge seems more than we can take, When that question comes that we can't answer or when we're reminded of our limits, would we remember that your spirit comes alongside of us and by your strength and your power, you give us courage for what you've called us to do. Lord, as we go, will you go with us? Send us out with your special favor and with your wonderful peace. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for being here.